What is going on everybody? How are you doing? We hope you're keeping well during these crazy times, facing the end of the world with a smile. <laughs> it's Brandon Mackey, staff writer for Silver7Cents.com, as well as host of the Internal Budget Podcast, though I don't know if I want either of those things associated <laughs> with this here podcast that we're running, because my co-host is the man, the myth, the absolute menace, Matt Bosty. How are you, sir? Hey, hey, not bad. Yeah, I've got no spiel like that. I am I am not the host of anything. I am not a staff writer. I just come up with terrible tweets and just put them out at a uh, zero to 100 pace. And that's how I get through my day. So uh, I'm doing well. How are you doing? How are you I'm doing? good. I'm good. And that little spiel was totally off the cuff. <laughs> you know? yeah, all of this is. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure everyone is... will be able to figure it out pretty quickly. But yes, this is BNB Sports Plus. The name is as terrible as the podcast is going to be. So we do hope you enjoy that aspect. I want to give a huge shout out to Gatineau Greg for the awesome logo that he did. Again, great logo not befitting of what is going to surely be a terrible podcast. So we're going to talk some sports. We're going to talk some life. We're going to talk about pretty much everything, whatever we damn well please. That's what I think the plus is for. And I want to start off with something today that I know Bosty loves and just oh. enjoys talking about as oh. much as he can. We're going to talk some Jersey discourse. Uh, <laughs> Delightful. The NH- yes. The NHL is coming out with their collection of reverse retro jerseys. <laughs> Uh, the Ottawa Senators have hinted at what theirs is going to look like. I was actually one of the first to jump on it. Not a big deal. Uh, but in, in <laughs> essence, it's going to be a what looks like an inverse of what the home jersey is going to be. It looks like it might be kind of a red 2D with some black highlights. I mean, all we've seen is some kind of cartoon <laughs> digitally produced video from Adidas Hockey. Uh, and that's pretty much the sole indication of what we have about what it's going to look like. I kind of like the idea of it. I think it's going to look slick. Uh, what do you think, Bosti? Oh, I think there's a lot, the discourse. The discourse has been great the last two days. Loved it. Love everyone with their, their mock-ups and very quick calls of, oh, it's going to be so boring. Or if they don't use this logo, that's a miss. I like that Ottawa has a red jersey. It doesn't mean that we're going to have to wear it all the time, but there's been such a huge period of sense fandom that, you know, the red Jersey. So it doesn't have to be the one we wear every night, but I think it's nice that it exists out there, but it is kind of hilarious that we're getting a reverse retro Jersey the year that we actually go back to retro jerseys. Yeah. It's like, well, was this planned in some weird way? Is this why you actually decided to change jerseys? Like, well, if we're going to print one old school Jersey, we might as well mm-hmm. just do all three, save at the textile plant. So he doesn't have to get more, uh, <laughs> more locos printed. I think there's been some confusion about what reverse retro means to folks. It's not just a retro Jersey. It's supposed to be a retro Jersey with like an inverse color scheme yeah like that dallas one that that kind of i'm Looks not sure sweet. cool yeah i i it's one of those things where i look at it i'm like oh this is awesome but i'm mm-hmm. also scared to see it on yeah. the ice like will it fall flat on its face it's like the reverse of the uh senator centennial where it looked so ridiculous oh, when they kind of marched it out but then when they were playing at that game at lansdowne it looked great on tv yeah. i've got one of those i want an anderson one yeah, I and out yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you, you take a look at it, like the silver is a little bit like, okay, you don't need to twinkle everywhere, but mm-hmm. it actually looks pretty good on that. So it's one of those situations where I'm trying to reserve judgment. I'm trying not to get caught up in the, uh, in the storm of, uh, 
I don't even know what site people use. You know what I'm talking about, right? Where they have like the jersey all mapped out and they like oh, fill in yeah. the colors. Like I've seen like 30 of those, and every single one is just the exact same. And people are like, "Well, I don't know about this." And it's like, "Get out of here! Mm-hmm. Come on, yeah." I'll, I'm, if you think I'm talking about you on Twitter, I am. This We're is talking absolutely, about you. yeah. You this specifically, is a, <laughs> this is a sub. I, I guess I was gonna say a subtweet, but I guess like a subcast of anyone anyone who has posted one of those jersey mock-ups and made a statement about it. I am not all about that life. No. Get me out of here. I, I mean I'm interested to see what they look like, but what I can't stand is just the opinions right away. I'm like and and I think the centennial jersey is the best exemplar of that because like you said, it looked awful. When they first rolled it out in the promotional campaigns, it looked ridiculous. Uh, but when you saw it on the ice and when you saw it up close, it looked fantastic. Uh, and it's a sleek okay. jersey, and it's one of the better ones that the Ottawa Senators have ever had. And you and I have talked about this on internal budget. We've talked, it's really hard to have a bad hockey jersey. And I'm of the opinion that there's two types of really good jerseys. There's ones that are just undisputably sleek sexy just good looking like a lot of the classic jerseys are like that you know say what you will about the logo but the chicago blackhawks have a great jersey the detroit red wings have a great jersey the new york rangers the boston bruins uh, they all have fantastic jerseys uh and the other type to me is jerseys that are so ridiculous that they're (laughs) like flying duck Though I was just about to say yeah. the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. <laughs> That's the stupidest name I've ever heard, but damn if those jerseys weren't sick. Not even the Flying Duck one, just the regular Mighty Duck well, logo that they had. We, we got to think gone. about, too, like, think about the Raptors. When the yeah. Raptors were marching out that purple jersey, everyone was laughing about it. But yeah. now, now they go for, th- like, 800 bucks. If you get a legit vintage Carter or something like that, one of the actual real, real nice ones, those are crazy collectibles. Like, it's it's wild to me that people will make these jumping statements that it's like, oh, these jerseys are terrible. Or, oh, these, no one will ever like these because someone's always going to like them. Well, that's it's, the thing. And they age well, right? Like my buddy, Sam, shout out to him. He's a huge Raptors fan and he's probably going to listen to this. So he's going to love that I'm saying <laughs> his girlfriend for his birthday got him uh, an original Toronto Raptors starter jacket. Uh, one of the purple ones. And it's like, looks great. But if you, you know, it's like you said, if, if you, when they were originally coming out with that thing in, in the nineties or whatever it was, it was laughed at. And I guarantee you, and this makes me, just mad beyond a reasonable degree in 20 years time people are going to love the 3d ottawa senators jerseys that's you know the, the senegoth already the i think it's already. Gone, yes. yeah it's gotten to this point where the senegoth has enough nostalgia to it and it has that beautiful window into that like mid-2000s marketing yeah that it's starting to hit i think by 2025 I think that we are going to start seeing a lot of people rocking an old Senegoth. Oh, where's, I'm trying to think. I have one. Uh, I've, uh, I think I've talked about it maybe on internal budget. Maybe maybe I've just tweeted about it. Like a hand-done Emery Senegoth yes. with like off-color tape on the back. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm excited to rock that bad boy once again. Maybe they'll roll it out for like a throwback night or something, like a retro night. How nice was that Elfie retirement night when we had all oh, the old fans jerseys? If you and if you listen to the interviews around that happened that night, that was one of the catalysts for Ottawa switching to the 2D jerseys they have now. Because I, I, I think Shabbat was talking about how the yeah. red and black one was the one that he 
thought about, the one that he loved. Yeah, I think Hoffman was one of the guys, too, who was a yeah. huge proponent of saying, like, why don't we wear these all the time? They're so nice. <laughs> uh, you know, so, and, and really. Bobby Ryan, it, though. Yeah, Bobby, Bobby Ryan too. Talk, no, he liked the Sens. It was the weird one. He oh, said, like, he, he liked, did. That's yeah, right. Yeah, he was the one who, he chose the Sens one because he, I don't remember what his reasoning was, but he was like, that's the one that I remember. It's the one I like, which is kind of funny. Who do you <laughs> think of? Who do you think of when you think of the Sens jersey? I'll, the, uh, I'll, I'll tell you who I think of, and you are going to yeah. love this. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> when those jerseys came out, I believe it was 2009, 2010, and... Oh. I was around 12-ish years old, and I've been a Senators fan no. for th- like about three <laughs> years now, and I love, love these, uh, love these Sens jerseys. Uh, and they roll them out, and there's this, <laughs> there's this promotional video that they did for the website. I don't know if you remember. It no, was Alfredson, Spezza, and Heatley. And it must have been 09 because Heatley was still there. Yeah. And uh, it opens with a shot of Alfie looking serious, and he goes – this is Daniel Alfredson and we're back in black. And then it kicks into back in black. And it was I like, I do remember this actually, now that you're mentioning it. Absolutely. Yeah. It was and, a radio ad too. I think, I think uh, I remember hearing it on TSN well, team 1200 back then. Yeah. And, and you know what? Like, I don't think that those jerseys or as are as awful as people say uh, the logo's bad. It is. Um, <laughs> But, you know, the concept is interesting. Uh, I think the color scheme was pretty cool. It's, it ha- it's not a color scheme that's aged well. It's, it, it's like the, the original kind of Reebok Edge jerseys that came out in 2007 uh, and that were, again, part of the 3D scheme that so hated now. Uh, but the concept was cool. But I remember thinking that this video and everything was the coolest thing. And now I look back on it and I'm like, Ah, like I can't even watch it. Like <laughs> well, but that you were the target, though. Yeah. Like if you think about it, like what they were trying to do, they were trying to appeal to a younger audience, get that them kind of hyped for it. Th- that was my first Sens jersey. Exactly. That's I have to live with do. that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a name on it? Mm-mm. No, no, no. Like, no, I didn't get any names on them until I was older because I bought. There's a store called Skater's Edge in Sudbury, and I used to buy them there wherever I could find them, right? Now that I order them online, like, they all have names on them. I just bought the new one, and it's, it's Kachuk. But, uh, but yeah, like, if you look back on that video, you can see it on their faces. Like, it looks like it looks like, <laughs> it looks like a hostage situation. <laughs> the way Alfie and Spezza and oh. Heatley are trying to gut through this thing, especially Alfie. Like, I just remember the the very first line he says is um i think i like the mix of uh retro and modern and there's nothing <laughs> retro about that jersey <laughs> just i guess the color other than that it's black like, yeah. even the, the worst thing in my mind about this jersey about that jersey is if you look at the shoulder patch it's the freaking 3d logo yeah that's yes. so bad like that's not that's just not a logo <laughs> but is that not awesome like that's to me like jerseys that are so over the top like we were talking about it becomes endearing at that point like Definitely. it's just it's it's kitsch it's 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 almost like they know what they're doing even though we know that they probably didn't but like it just puts it at this nice little extra level of like i'm having fun with this dumb jersey kind of thing if i could find one now for cheap i'd buy it for sure. Oh yeah. I'm not spending a hundred bucks on that jersey, but, I mean, <laughs> but you know if I can get one for fifty bucks, which I mean, I've, I almost I almost pulled the trigger on a Dion Phaneuf Centennial one for forty one time, but I mean the only what? reason I the only reason I didn't was because I had two other Centennials, 
but uh, in any case, yeah, like it's funny how these things age, right? Like, like there's so much vitriol, especially on like the Ottawa Senators side of things in terms of the fans and social media and stuff. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about that because that's <laughs> something you and I have talked about uh, before, but you know, like it's, I don't understand the desire to jump to one end of the spectrum or the other. You don't have to love things. You don't have to hate things. Things can just be things, uh, you know. Especially like, a third jersey that is kind of mandated by the league. Yeah. Like I, it's not like they're like, oh, carte blanche, do whatever you want to do with this third jersey, and they came up with this. You had to follow the scheme, and there's already people who are just like, oh, of course, the Sanders would pick the most boring option, and I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> I want, you know what, during these COVID times. I would love to be able to be as emotionally invested in an Ottawa Senators third jersey that it could upset me to be like, oh, I'm going to have to watch eight games of this team in this jersey that I don't love. <laughs> At the same time as us getting these beautiful new threads on, on the Senators. Oh, yeah, like, they're I don't, spectacular. They're, it's amazing. Like, it, it, sure, you know what? They didn't have to do anything, but they were smart enough to be like, we don't have to do anything. We just got to pump out the old jerseys. Got to get Shabbat out there, just standing in the whites, get Brady in the black, and then everyone's going to be happy. And I don't understand how people are now, like, hemming and hawing over these reverse retro jerseys. Well, I, I also don't understand the notion of saying, oh, all they did was roll out the old jerseys. Like, what do you think? They have a stock of, like, 4 million <laughs> jerseys from the 90s sitting in a warehouse somewhere in, in Orleans? Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, like What's different suppliers too, different makes, yes. everything like that. Yeah, no, I saw people saying the same thing. Well, it was kind of like the old Reebok ones because they did do that kind of weird uh, when they changed over from Reebok to, to Adidas. Adidas. Yes, yeah. There was that like that huge push of like, oh, everyone, we love these old jerseys. Here you go, half off. Which I guess I don't know. I still think that's a uh, like I'm trying to find a thread to make this make sense at all, and I still think that's a huge crazy stretch of it's the imagination. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like everybody's been begging for these 2D jerseys and the senators <laughs> finally give it. It's like, no, not like that. It's like, <laughs> oh, it was like when the first news came out that they tweaked, I think it was the red and the gold that were around the, the, cape, the cape on the, the logo. Yeah. Yeah. It was, the, the, the discourse, the, the discourse was crazy. It's like, oh, that's gonna, it's gonna change everything. It, you can put the jersey side by side, and honestly, at this point, I don't think I remember which one would be the original. Yeah, I, it is such a minor, 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 minor change. I mean, I'm a, I'm a sick person, so I can tell you the difference <laughs> down to the minutia. Um, okay, there we go. Maybe that's, that's my... next segment. I'll, I'll get a bunch of old jerseys, <laughs> and you can like guess the era. Well, that's my neuroses with this Ottawa Senators team and what I've been cursed with. But I want to, I want to pose a hypothetical to you. Yeah. You can choose one jersey. Uh, for the Senators to rock, say, as their home set. Maybe they have a white set of the same jersey. <laughs> you can pick the SNES jersey <laughs> or the black alternate from the black alternate Senegoth. Ooh, the one with that, that gold banding? Oh, that's actually really tough. Because to me, that black alternate Senegoth was one that I saw, like, that was when I was really getting into hockey. Like it I wasn't love passive. that jersey. Well, I, like it reminds me. Well, people hate on it, but then that people love the Kachina jersey. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I'm like, it's the same thing, sort yeah. of, not exactly. Yeah, so for sure. The Kachina jersey has a lot more culture, a lot more behind it. Which it's is more really intelligent, cool. for sure. Yeah. Exactly. But it's the same sort of thing. Like, I don't understand how you could be like, oh, that, that black band or that gold banding is way too uh, distracting. But Phoenix's Kachina jersey might be the best ever made. It's like, nah, same concept. Ooh. Half of me wants to say the Sens jersey because I know that would make everyone really, really mad. And I just <laughs> I love when Twitter is mad. It just it makes it makes my week. But I think I gotta go with alternate Senegoth because oh, I, I nah, like that yeah. jersey, man. Like, yeah, I think it's good. Like people have a hate on for the Senegoth, and I get it. Uh, you know, the face looks kind of ridiculous. Uh, I don't understand why they didn't just go. And maybe there's a story behind this that I don't know. But I don't I know understand a what... about that face. Really? Keep going. Do you? Yeah, keep going. Keep going. I'll, I'll tell it after. All right. I, I was just going to say, I don't understand why they didn't just go f- transition the 2D logo to the red jersey. I know they had to go red because of Scotiabank or something like that came in as a major sponsor. But for me, like, yeah, it would have been just a cool look. Like, and, and, that's just, and that's weird. And this is something that I kind of thought about a little while ago. And I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here. But we don't see teams use two different logos for two different jerseys. The senators were one of the last teams that would do that. They used, they had the synagogue for the home and they had the 2d for the away. So I was wondering if maybe when they were coming out with their rebrand, that maybe a happy medium would have, you know, the O at home, black O at home and then white 2d on the road. Maybe that's yeah. a little bit too much of like a quantum leap from one to the other, but, <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I thought maybe that would be an interesting thing. Cause you don't see teams do that. And there's probably some weird restrictions that they have to follow, you know, from the NHL and Adidas and whatnot. <laughs> but, but that always kind of struck me is like, why is this logo only on the one home Jersey and then the black uh, weird one that hardly ever got worn, but tell me about the face. Well, now, I, I now I'm doubting myself. So I know at one point the captain Randy Cunnyworth had to model, yeah, for the Senators jersey, and they modeled. I think it was the first three D Senators face. Shut uh, up. Was after Randy Cunnyworth, not like spitting image, <laughs> but they wanted to make it in his likeness or something like that. I, I, I'm now I'm second guessing myself now that I'm saying it out loud, but I'm pretty sure Ottawa Senators Cunnyworth logo model let's see if that brings up anything uh not really but i'm i'm pretty sure it was something imagine if you will a scenario where a pr person or a media person pulls randy aside after practice one day says hey randy (laughs) we we gotta we gotta can you do this thing for us like can you stick around a little longer where you just gotta shoot some promotional material he's like yeah for sure and then they come to him with this big red broom on it okay we need you to put this on and randy's like what it's like well we're, we're trying to shoot the new logo and and then i i'm just picturing like it's like the scene from Slapshot where randy's like trade me right fucking <laughs> yeah, get, get me out of here but that's it he had a very distinct face like mm-hmm. his face it looks like a, a like a centurion warrior with all the the scars and the the gritty hard nose and everything like that. Do you remember but... when they came out with the 3D low with the 3D jerseys? And man, like I was young, but I remember this stuff pretty well. I think it was Dean Brown and Gord Wilson doing like the reveal. <laughs> and Chris Neal was one of the guys up there modeling the jerseys. And I think it was Dean that pointed out and said, Hey, that's that's you on that jersey. <laughs> and Neil's like, Yeah, it is me. And if you look at it, that logo's Chris Neal. 
Oh, I, I can definitely see that. It's weird, man. Like, it's striking when you really look at it. It's What's Chris Neal. First jersey 3D version, the red third jersey? Third jersey, what do you mean? Okay, I remember I remember back with the Senators when they first did their first, like, red jersey. It was their third jersey. It was the Senegal, yes. Yeah, it yeah. started out. And, and that was I... the very first. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm really placing it. I was at the first game. I think it was against the Islanders where they rocked that jersey. And that was when I really fell in love with red on ice. That what was, was the reaction like? Was, was that like a unanimous thing? Because this is before my time. Like, you I, are, this is, I, you I are was, an old man. I am oh, quite old. It's just like I live in a basement and I'm afraid of the sun so people don't realize Yeah, you're not it. as old as Axe Matty, though. That guy's, I, just be, that guy's the <laughs> oldest guy on earth. Like, imagine being that old. Hey, hey, hey I, I work with him, and he he's uh, he can put in a bad uh, bad name for me, so I don't want to uh, – I this is between you two. He'll hit you uh, with his cane. <laughs> he'll, he'll put stuff in my coffee, I know. <laughs> uh, but I, I'm trying to remember that. I think it was kind of tentative excitement. And yeah. a lot, there's a lot of, I think, erasure of the fact that people were kind of bored of the Sanders jerseys. Mm-hmm. Black and white. And at that time, everyone was black and white. And it really didn't pop on TV back then, especially because that was pre-high definition days and, and all of that. So when red was announced, we got, a, I think, some hate from Habs fans saying, of course, we want to just pretend to be Habs fans. Uh, <laughs> like, no thanks. So uh, we, we see what happens there. Uh, but there was excitement that we were doing something splashy, something fun, something different, because we were the city that fun forgot, Ottawa. Uh, we were kind of transitioning from the Yashin years into kind of a new team that was ready to compete. And this was kind of what we were going to be hanging our hats on as a cool new revamped sleek Ottawa Senators. And, uh, and that little did they know that in 15 years, people would still be talking about that jersey and still talk about all the jerseys that came after it and pining for the old 2D logo. It, it's funny how the parallels exist. Like, I hate, I hate to draw similarities between this current Senators team and the team of the nineties, because the game is so different. The teams are so different. The ownership dynamic is different. Management is different. (laughs) Coaching is different. Everything is different. Um, But if you look at it, it's a team in transition. You've got a young head coach who's getting his first real shot behind an NHL bench. You've got a young team that has been stripped of the bones, of players that defined it and not so much the case for the nineties team, but you know, you're, it's like you said, transitioning away from those Yashin years um, and then kind of putting the faith in young players like the Alfredsons, the Radic Bonks and, you know, I think Van Allen and Wade Redden and Phillips. Right. Oh oh, yeah. Uh, But so, yeah. So, and you look at it now and it's a team that look, are the Ottawa senators going to be ready to compete next year? No. Um, but they do strike me as an improved team. And this is something that I talked about on the most recent episode of internal budget saying, you know, is this a team that's going to blow people out of the water? No, but it's a team that's going to win some games. And it's a team that I think is going to be more competitive than they were last year. Oh yeah. This is to say it is a new era. It's a team that's looking to carve out its own identity. And I think a new Jersey is going to help that along. Um, I think the whole campaign has been, back to our roots but you know if you think about the early days of the ottawa senators i don't know if roots are I don't know if we don't want to go back to our roots <laughs> well, we're good. if we think about it we finished what we're one season out of finishing dead dead last yes so like that's 92 and like we're kind of on like a streamlined we're already back to our roots yeah exactly so that was our like 92 to 95 era and now we'll have like 96 to uh 2000 era 
and then like where do you think like I, I was talking earlier with someone and I think that Ottawa is going to look a lot like uh, Montreal of last season not particularly good not unbelievably terrible and if we go with standard kind of playoff procedure like eight points out so like mm. 23rd out of 31 is kind of where I'm expecting the sense to land yeah I I think that's fair um and really it goes back to what we were kind of touching on earlier about how the discourse can just kind of devolve into negativity and you know look we you can agree or disagree with the moves that the team made over the offseason for different reasons Um, you know I think there were I think the disagreement regarding bringing Erica Branson in and bringing Austin Watson in is you know there's different reasons for each of those guys all that's to say can you argue that the senators are not are a better team like i I don't think so i know some of the propeller head analytics people will disagree with me (laughs) but 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 yeah they and i say that lovingly you know i love my propeller heads they make me sound smart (laughs) but but yeah and in all seriousness though i really do think they are a better team oh I, i don't understand how anyone could say that the senators aren't going to be a better team when you get yeah you know what matt murray struggled uh with pittsburgh but pittsburgh also was not the pittsburgh that you would knew expect last season we got dadanov i don't understand how you could say that dadanov and murray being added to a team and you're like eh, who knows like yeah you know what good branson not amazing ron hansey is gone like yeah. he's gonna jump into that same same kind of spot and honestly i don't think that like i don't think either of the those two players are different enough to to matter uh brown jordan brown josh brown too many browns all my browns are getting all mixed up but josh brown. it is josh brown yeah josh brown i think he's going to be a seventh defenseman yeah. and that's like if if these are things that you think are going to move the needle and either way especially in a shortened weird january 1st uh, style season all canadian like, season yeah yeah, where you're going to maybe sometimes play five games. Like, I don't know if you saw the news today where they're yeah, like, yeah. well, you're going to have a week on, week off. You might be playing five games in, in eight nights or something like that to, mm-hmm. to make this season work. Like, these players are not going to to be the big factor. Like, no. you, you've got to look at the fact that we now have a, a youngish goalie. Actually, a young goalie. Yeah, he's what, 20, 26? 26. Let me, 26. Let, me this, let me put this to you. Yeah. How, how often do you get the chance to trade for a 26 year old goaltender that's won two Stanley cups? And how (laughs) often do you give up a B level prospect and a second round pick for it? It is, it was the, the contract cost is probably why some, uh, some teams balked, but for Ottawa, it doesn't matter. Like, no. yeah, exactly. Like that, like, it, it makes zero sense for people who are like, oh, I don't know, that fourth <laughs> year at six million. And it's like, okay, cool. If that's what you want to worry about, go ahead. Yeah, You can, can, you can, can worry about that. Can you tell me Nikita Zaitsev is going to be on this team in four years? Who knows? Yeah, well, absolutely not. So. So, like, so, I, there's, so there's the Matt Murray money right there. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, you're still going to have enough money to pay Brady Kachuk and Tim oh. Stutzla and Drake Batherson and whoever else. You know, people, so. people were freaking out over like, oh, Austin Watson for three years. It's like, it's what, 1.5? Yeah, and you're telling me, again, you're telling me that guy's going to be here for three years. Yeah, like, even if he's not, even if we just bench him, 
even if yeah. he sits in the press box for the third year because it didn't work here. Yeah, I don't me. understand why not take a risk like that. It's low, it's low, low risk because you can just bench him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can say high reward just no. because we know his, his ceiling isn't anything crazy, but what, what I've been thinking about a lot recently and seeing a lot of people talk about like, well, you know what? Murray is, isn't who he used to be and everything like that. This is the same stuff that was being said about Craig Anderson. Yes. When we trade Elliot for, for Anderson, there was that exact kind of conversation. It's like, Oh, Anderson had one good season and he's gone. And look what he did for Ottawa. Mm-hmm. That guy, that guy bled for the senators. You guys teeth knocked out against the Habs stood on its head with it with with like going through through games like that and that's what i'm hoping to see from Mm -hmm. murray i'm hoping to see murray enjoy being in an energized canadian city know that he has a season or two where he can just kind of find his own game back because he's also admitted that he has uh regressed in certain ways he wasn't expecting to and when a goalie says that like that that to me is is whatever the opposite of a red flag is. I don't, sure. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but that just shows that they know what's going wrong with their game. They're willing to work on their game and they're energized to, to work with our, uh, our goalie coach to make up for that. So yeah. people don't put stock into motivation. Like you're telling me that guy's not motivated. Like you're telling me that guy's not going to work his ass off. And with Pierre Gru, who as far as I'm concerned is a goaltending wizard when it comes to coaching young netminders. Like, look what he's done with a guy like Marcus Hogberg. Like, you're telling me oh, Hogberg yeah. all of a sudden becoming a guy who looks like he could be an NHL starter um, has nothing to do with the Senators' goaltending coach? Like, go to lunch. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, he also – he really kind of identified a lot of stuff with Anderson, too, when he did yes, yeah. from – it was Wamsley, right? Yeah, it was – Wamsley was all about just like, oh, Anderson, you're – hybrid stand-up goalie change yeah. to butterfly. And then when Gruel came in, he really identified the fact that Anderson still has so much mobility in his upper half mm-hmm. that he was letting him stand up and challenge shots. And that's like, I think back to the 2017 run against the, against the, uh, the Rangers and just watching him challenge. Like, I think it was Stepan at one point just came in flying and it, Anderson didn't back up. He just stood at the top of the crease and gave him nothing to shoot out like or shoot at. And that's where Anderson was the best. And that's what I really enjoy about PG is that he knows that goalies have different styles. He's not like these goaltending coaches that you see out of like, although Columbus, I, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't be commenting because they're just giving out goalies. Like, mm-hmm. come on, they're pretty fantastic, but they all play the same style. Yeah. It's just like, you can watch Nilsson, you can watch Anderson, you could watch Hogberg, and they all had their own way of playing the game. So I'm hoping that this is going to help Murray. I'm hoping that he has the support there. He's definitely not going to have a strong D in front of him. So no. he's going to, he's going to face a lot of shots, which I think is good yes. for Matt Murray. And he knows he doesn't have that Pittsburgh. We need to win the cup this year uh attitude that uh is jim rutherford kind of every single uh, season he's like oh this is we need to win again we need to win again and we traded away our good young players so that we can try and win again Mm -hmm. and i think that is going to just make the world of difference to to murray and i for one i'm super pumped to see how he performs yeah and and it goes back to and look this there's there's something to be said for seeing what you have in a system rather than filling your team with NHL guys. Um, And there's, but there's a way to do it, you know? Um, And as far as I'm concerned, it's great on paper to have your entire team filled out with young players and the bottom half of your lineup 
guy have with guys who have never played in the NHL or have limited NHL experience. A team out there that's comprised totally of guys with minimal experience, they're going to get just slaughtered. And that's not conducive to development. Like confidence is an important thing, especially when you're talking goaltenders, you're talking defensemen, uh, you're talking young forwards who are still learning how to play a physical game and how to learn their how to learn the game positionally. Like it's not good. Like you need uh, you, you got to think about too. Right? You got to think about coaching too. Young coach, new coach. You have you you throw out a team like that. Like mm-hmm. Dallas Eakins kind of did that for a little bit, and he had to work another. Like yeah, you know what? Let's not talk about Dallas Eakins actually coaching, but he had to. <laughs> I don't want to defend that, but he had to basically revamp and reprove himself at multiple levels again just to be taken seriously. Uh, Mike Bolsinger always jumps to mind when people mention like, oh, why not just try this one thing? Is you can try something, sure, that's okay. But these are real players that you know what? They have a season. They have a season where you're the. Where, where you're playing with a bunch of rookies and everything goes bad, that can be the rest of your career. Yeah. Like it, it, it's, it's heartbreaking to think of Bolsinger being kind of scammed out of a couple of years more in the, uh, in the MLB, not that he was like a star or anything like that, but Houston cheating their way into kind of, kind of ending his run. That's, that ain't cool. But that's the kind of player I think about when you're like, Oh, just let Hogberg uh, run with the reins. Like what if he puts up a 0.85? Like, yeah. what if he wins three games? Like, he—you're he, not gonna want. He'll be back in Sweden. Yeah, and that's just for sure. it. And I—and that's not where he belongs. No. You have to go through a lot of these uh, these processes and go through the traditional. And I say that with quotation marks because I think uh, I think that's not a great way of looking at it. But there are th- reasons why you have to have some veterans. There are reasons why you have to have established voices in rooms. You can't just let things get to chaos. And I think that Ottawa is still leading the way for allowing a lot of young players to have a lot of time and a lot of like areas to make a mistake. Like we ran Hogberg so much last year. Yeah. Like we could have made a trade or like, I, I often think about the time we signed Mike Condon where it was like, well, things aren't going well. Let's just sign my, or get Mike Condon for nothing. And it's like, we could have done that last year with like a, a bunch of these kind of goalies that were on the edge. And what's probably going to happen to Anderson yeah. is some team's going to have an early goalie injury and they'll be like, well, Craig, Craig can come sit, and sit behind our goalie and be a good, uh, good mentor there. Uh, but we didn't, we let Hogberg win what didn't it take him like eight games to get a win and this is not a knock on the kid no they were all in overtime yeah he he was fantastic he was the best player on the ice for all of those games but it wasn't that we were uh like we didn't we let him kind of get his own wins get his footing establish himself and move from there and i think him learning from a couple already learning from anderson Having Nilsson, who I'm not sure what capacity he'll be with the team there, but a, a Swedish compatriot at the time was probably very helpful. And now he has Matt Murray, who, yeah, they're comparable in age, but Murray has this plethora of, uh, of experience that he can pass down to yeah. Hogberg. And whether Hoggy plays for Ottawa or whether he plays for another team, this is going to be great for his development. Yeah, and the same can be said of goaltenders like Joey Decord, who by all yeah. indications is the Senator's future in net. Right. You know, Matt Murray may play out his entire tenure as the starting goaltender of the Ottawa Senators. I think if he lives up to his potential, he will and he should. Uh, that said, uh, you know, you it's not like the Senators are short on backup plans and it's not like Murray's contract is immovable. And even talking about defensemen, like a guy like Good Branson coming in, you know, is he going to light up the board with 
you know, these amazing numbers, both <laughs> statistically or underlying numbers. No, he's not. Uh, but he is a hometown guy who yeah. is super excited about playing in Ottawa. His family is super excited about him playing in Ottawa. Like, like, you know, I think the Dadnov signing has kind of warped people's perceptions a little bit. I don't think this is a market guys are lining up to play in. Uh, and again, no. not just a market. It's not a knock on the fans or anything like that. But I mean, you're you're a team that has a reputation for being cheap. You're a reputation. You're a team that is rebuilding. Uh, quite obviously, you're a team that's traded every star <laughs> player within the last you know three years. So it's going to take time for this organization to kind of rebuild its you know. It's, uh, I guess, I, I keep using the word reputation. I hate repetition, of <laughs> repetition. but uh, I hate, uh, any, in any case, yeah, uh, they're a team that's that's on the rise. Uh, so why not bring a guy like that in? Um, if you know you're not going to be able to bring Borrow back and, you know, I don't want to speculate as to what happened there. I know everybody has their opinions, but regardless, Mark Borbietsky's not going to be an Ottawa Senator next season. So what do you do? You bring in a guy who is of a similar mold character-wise, um, a guy who at the very worst can eat minutes. Um, so you don't have to throw a young defenseman into those, into that situation. So you don't have a Christian Yarosh playing top pairing minutes, you know? So, I mean, and people can get mad about it, but whatever, <laughs> it's $4 million for one year. Like uh, for a year, year that doesn't, doesn't matter. No, for a year and that, that doesn't matter. Like, you know what? We do this in like after we get out of the second round or get to the second round, and then we're like, and hey, now we want good Branson. Yeah, we can be pissed because it's like, okay, does this make your team more Stanley Cup ready? Yeah, it's not a no, fit there. Absolutely not. But this is not even close to what we're talking about. This is also great. I there's been a lot of captain discourse and the senators I think have gone on record and said, no, we're not doing a captain, but who knows? They might change their mind there. Yeah. But I think that it's not a bad thing to let Kachuk and Shabbat have less pressure on them, no. less of the, okay, I've got the weight of the city on my back and I have to keep performing at that, that pace. You now have players like Connor Brown, absolutely ready to be be a leader in the room he has said that you've got Cabranson, who every team who's ever had him has talked about how great he is in the room so these are two players that can be uh mentors for our young stars to make that transition to be able to step into that role of media fronting and and having to to get stopped on the street every time they go anywhere not that our young players don't have to do that anymore. I did that to Curtis Lazar once in the Bayshore shopping center. So <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we can all, we can all admit to that happening, but I think these veterans are also very important for how to, how to live and act as a hockey player in a market like Ottawa, where you're under a microscope. It's not Toronto. It's not Montreal, but it's also not Florida. It's not Phoenix where you can just go out and just be anyone. Like you are a senator, and the city knows that. And I think uh, I think this is gonna this is gonna be really good for some of our young young studs that are, uh, are gonna be making that jump into into being uh, being bigger faces and being bigger personalities around. And I think that was perfectly said, Bosti. And I'm sure that people are gonna stop you on the street as well, but it might be too assaulting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely I, i'm used to that though like I, I at this point it's it's weird if i go out and i don't get clocked i have one thing i have one thing who is artem's up like i, I just yeah like i what's up with that like we, there was such a long courtship for him 
Mm-hmm. And then it was just kind of like, okay, what's going on? That's a, I don't, I don't need to know anything more about it. I just want to go on record. It's the weirdest moment right now. Cause there was hype that has just completely dissipated. Well, he hasn't played hockey since then. So I think that's part of it. You know, I think the, the guy's <laughs> steam kind of got ground to a halt when coronavirus shut everything down. Um, the situation in, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in Russia was pretty well documented and it took them a while to get going again. I think, I'll say this. I think there's a reason he's not one of the guys that's playing overseas right now. Um, yeah, that's something that I was thinking about as well. It's like, would he not just play a little bit of KHL as we've lent our other team or other players? Would we not send him to Switzerland? It's weird. Where? Who is he? Where is he? I'm curious now. I'm now excited. I think it's asset protection. I think they know what they have. And I think regardless of how he performs, I think they have him penciled in as a guy who is going to probably play top four minutes next year. Uh, maybe I'm totally wrong in that assessment. I'm, I'm not <laughs> on the ins with the Ottawa senators organization. Um, but that's, that's how I see it. Uh, as far as Rudy Balsers goes, you know, maybe they held him out of Europe so long because they were trying to trade him, you know, yep. who knows, um, or maybe not trying to trade him, but maybe he was in talks to be traded. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, guys like guys who went right away, guys like Branstrom, Abramov, those are guys who we know are probably going to be pushing for NHL spots this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I do think, you know, maybe I'm reading too much into things here, but I do think there is a reason that he is not playing in Russia and Bossy, man, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. Uh, people are going to get tired of us if we talk too long. They already if, are, but if they haven't already. <laughs> but it's the off season, baby. You need some content to fill your days. Sitting at a computer all day, work from home. Please put our voices into your ears. I apologize for whatever I've said and whatever I will say. Please know that doesn't reflect my uh, my character. And this will be a disclaimer that's attached to the end of every episode. <laughs> All right. Why don't you tell the people where they can find you, my friend, for some reason? Uh, behind the dumpsters at, uh, at Denny's <laughs> at 3 in the morning. <laughs> no, for real, though. At Matt Bossy on Twitter. Follow if you want, but really don't bother. The real person you should be following is Brandon. Brandon Silver7. Uh, Brandon Mackey, do you, do you have a number after yours, or is it an underscore an undersc- now? Underscore. It's, it's underscore now. Brandon Mackey uh, underscore. One day he'll be big enough that he can get the the one without an underscore. Give it about I, I'm gonna guess a nine months. Wow. Maybe uh, yeah, maybe I'm being optimistic. Check him out, Silver Seven Cents. But internal budget podcast is where you should hear actual good hockey discussion. Now, Brandon, hype yourself up. Do your own uh, shout outs. I don't even know what to say after all that flattery. I can't I can't add anything to that. I guess all I can say is, folks, thank you for listening. And I'll give you the same spiel that I give you to at the end <laughs> of internal budget. Make sure you like the podcast, share it with your friends, download, subscribe and rate five stars. They're little things, but they go a long way. And even though this is something we're just doing kind of for fun because we're both bored and probably mentally ill, <laughs> we do appreciate it. This has been the first episode of BNB sports plus hey hopefully there's more to come make sure you look out (laughs) for it and we will chat with you again soon